powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Hey, shalom, what's going on, everybody? Come on in. It's 9-11. It's 9-11 right now. Come on in. We'd love to uh, uh, talk with you tonight. We're going to do a quick preview of tomorrow's message. Uh, want to uh, welcome you tonight. When you come in, speak to me. Let me know where you're watching from. Speak to me. Let me know where you're watching from. We'll start a few minutes uh, late tonight, like how some of y'all be to church. Listen. <laughs> All right, go up to the church. Uh, but listen, come on in. Uh, tonight, I was um, finishing uh, uh, my workout, and uh, and so I had to do a double today, and I didn't finish my double because I wanted to be with y'all to do the previous. I got to finish early, early, early in the morning. But anyway, come on in. Shalom. Tell me where you're watching from. Like this video. Tell me where you are. No, don't like it, but share this video. Make sure that you share. I know, right? Um, you know, sometimes here in Denver, I was joking. Because um, some people come to the nine, the experiences start at nine fifteen and eleven fifteen, and I love I love everybody, and I say this with all love. Some people come to the um, nine thirty service, some come to the nine forty five service, some come to the eleven thirty service, some come to the eleven forty five service. Listen, church starts at nine fifteen and eleven fifteen. All right, but anyway. All right, now that we got that out the way, good to see you, Houston. Where else? Come on, guys, come on in. Uh, let me know where you're watching from. We have been in this series all month. First of all, let me say thank you for your prayers for me. I was uh, got back uh, from Atlanta yesterday, late yesterday. Hey, DC, it was an amazing, amazing trip. I'll post some photos for you, um, some great meetings, um, every level of government. Um, my approach to ministry is this. I don't pastor a church. I pastor a city and a region. So it is my responsibility um, to make sure that we address the needs of that city and of that region from the top to the bottom. And so uh, as we, just as we do here in Denver, hey, Tampa, uh, just as we do in Denver, the same thing we're doing in the Atlanta metro area, uh, we um, go in and, and we move. And what I, can I be honest with you, what I love, I just have to be very transparent, what I love about uh, every meeting that I've had with every level of government, Every level of official in the Atlanta metro area, and because it's a more of a county ran area, uh, we're dealing uh, mostly with the county folks uh, and city folks also, um, is that I pray, listen to me, y'all, I pray over every leader. I pray for every leader. Every meeting we have, we start those meetings in prayer. Um, that is refreshing because you do not see that in many places, and you certainly do not see that here. And so um, and so we have had to work to change that here. So it is such an awesome blessing. Shout out to the nine of you uh, that have used badges to sew. So listen, we are super excited about it. If you're in Atlanta, we'd love for you to be a part. We're going to be there February 18th. That's a Friday night. It's our first interest service. It's a Friday night fire. It's going to be on fire. We'd love for you to be there. Um, all you need to do is text HCATL to 877. Can I get somebody to type that? 877-552-4746. When you do that, we are going to shoot you a text. You can get registered for it. Registration is totally free, of course. We just uh, want for you to be in the building and we want to know that you're coming so we can prepare for you with excellence. Bam. Thank you so much. And so it's going to be phenomenal. Look, 
We have been in this series called Weird, and it ends tomorrow. Tomorrow is the fifth Sunday. And if you know anything about me, fifth Sundays, anything could happen. Do you hear me? Anything could happen on that fifth Sunday. It's uh, it's going to be amazing uh, for a few reasons. Um, one, it's just sort of a um, internal harvest joke. But then number two, there's something biblical about it. Five is the number of grace. It's the number of favor. It's the number of supernatural. Uh, and so I have great expectation that something amazing is going to happen at both experiences tomorrow on campus and online. I want to make sure you're there, uh, 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. Uh, Mountain Time. That's 11.15, 1.15 on the East Coast. So listen, um, on Wednesday, I taught uh, weird energy. And this is going to be a weird year for you. And weird sounds weird until you properly define it. Weird has five different definitions. Now, I want you to pay attention. I want you to pay attention uh, to patterns because the Bible teaches us this principle. It's called the law of witness. And the law of witness says that wherever t- something appears um, two or three times, that's something that you need or, or more, you need to pay attention to it. So pay attention to this. You're going to be in a weird year. And was the fifth Sunday. There's five definitions of weird. And I remember I was in Birmingham, Alabama, on October 21st, 2021, and the Lord did something weird. The entire airline, um, their entire fleet of planes was shut down. The planes couldn't go anywhere, not because something was wrong with the planes, but something was wrong with a server issue. They did some type of update, and they weren't able to properly track the planes exactly to their pinpoint location. Consequently, uh, uh, planes couldn't take off, planes couldn't land, etc., in that, the Lord says, I did something weird because I want to tell you, you're going to have a weird year in 2022. And I want you to release that to those that you have uh, leadership over. I said, Lord, weird. You want me to preach weird? That sounds weird. That sounds crazy. And he says, son, I want you to look up what it means. So it has five different definitions. Number one, I've been drilling these all month. If you don't know anything else, and if, and if you haven't been connected with the series, I want to encourage you to get our app. It's the best way to stay connected to Harvest. All you have to do is text the word HARVEST to the phone number 877-552-4746, and you can get our app and stay connected. Shout out to the 12 of you that have used badges to sew. All right? Number uh, five definitions. Number one, it means to do your assignment. Your assignment is the thing that you were created to do. It's the thing that you were sent to the earth to do. That's number one. Number two, it means supernatural. And look at that. Five is the number of grace, favor, supernatural. Second definition of weird is supernatural. That means unnatural, unearthly, unreal. This is going to be a year for you. Hear me. It's going to be unreal what you experience. It's going to be unearthly. You're going to be like, this doesn't make any sense, but it's going to be a good way. It means unnatural. What you're going to see happen for you in 2022 is going to be unnatural. Watch me. It's not going to take the natural amount of time it normally takes. It is not going to take the natural process it normally takes. It is not going to be the natural way that things naturally happen for you. It's going to be supernatural. God's going to add his super to your natural. And here's why we know this is going to happen. Because watch me, whenever a word comes out, to speak prophetically what a year is going to be for you. Bishop, what do you mean prophetically? The word prophesy has two definitions. It means to foretell and foretell. To foretell something means that you are speaking to what God has already put on the agenda. See, there are certain things that are already in the plan of your life. How do you know that, Bishop? Jeremiah chapter one, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Watch what he says. I sanctified you. That means I set you apart. You're not going to be like everybody else. You're going to be weird. But remember, weird is a good word. 
and ordained you a prophet to the nations. So what does God say? God says, I literally, I literally already have some things on the calendar of your life that have to do with me setting you apart, that have to do with me uh, um, ordaining you a prophet to the nations or giving you an assignment in the earth. All right. So watch me. There are certain things that are already foretold. God says this is already on your schedule. But to foretell is when God releases something that is added to the schedule. Here's how I know this is going to be a supernatural year for you. It's because you're about to do some supernatural things. You're about to do things that are unnatural for you. For some of you, it's unnatural to serve in church like you've been serving on campus or online. For some of you, it is unnatural to forgive people because you decided there were some people you hate and wanted to see go straight to hell. Come on. I need some real people tonight. You're about to do some things that are unreal for you. You're about to jump. The other day when I was taking off in flight to Atlanta, um, the Lord, I was sitting on the plane. It was, it was dark 30. And the Lord said, son, jump. And I said, yes, sir. I typed it on Facebook. If you don't follow me on Facebook, connect with me over there. This is so you're about to do some things that are unreal for you. So I've been pushing myself to do things that I would not normally do. Uh, why? Because I need, watch me, for the year to be supernatural, I have to be supernatural. I need somebody on here to just type that word, I will do the super, that phrase rather, I will do the supernatural. You're going to do some things that are unreal. You're going to do some things that are not natural for you. And you're going to do some things that are unearthly. You're going to do some things that are unearthly. What does that mean? This only makes sense to God because it does not make sense to me. This only makes sense to God because it makes zero sense to me. This, oh, can you just let's think about Jesus. Jesus speaks to these 12 men, um, young men, I'll mind you, that are ages 13 to 21. Peter was probably the oldest because he was the married one. He speaks to these young men that were doing their father's uh, um, or their family bloodline, their work, their father's assignment, their father's uh, trade, uh, fishing, tax collecting. All of these were family businesses. What does this tell us about those 12 young men? In the Hebrew culture, if you weren't, everybody, people weren't trying to be social media stars. They weren't trying to be music stars. They weren't trying to be basketball players, football players, etc. In the Hebrew culture, every young man wanted to be a man of God. That's what all of them wanted to be. And so if you weren't good enough to be the apprentice, this is why we have this program called the Apprenticeship and Harvest for Leadership Development. If you were not good enough to be the apprentice of a rabbi, then what would happen is that the rabbi would say to you, go and do your father's trade. In other words, he's like, you're not cut out for kingdom stuff. You're not cut out to do the work of the Lord. Go do your father's trade, tax collecting, fishing, etc. All of them were doing their father's trade. So what does this tell us about those 12 young men? That all of them had been rejected by the religious system of the day. And for some of you all, watch me, there are certain things, certain systems, certain places that have rejected you, and I need you not to be mad about it. Matter of fact, can I just get you to type this on the screen? Thank God for every rejection. Thank God for every rejection. Why? Because rejection was simply redirection. These 12 young men, these 12 young men, Jesus finds them. And what does he say to them? He says, come follow me. And I want you to pay attention. They had jobs. They had incomes. They had businesses. They had things that they were doing. And the moment Jesus said, come, they came. They knew that he was a spiritual leader because the spiritual leaders would often simply wear uh, their talit is what it's called, and their zitzits, the long strings at the end would show. 
They knew that he was a spiritual leader. And the moment they heard him say, come, do you not know? Those were the words they were waiting to hear their entire life. Those were the words they were waiting to hear their entire life because from a young age, they were trained that your assignment is to apprentice a man of God and learn the word, learn the kingdom and expand the kingdom. That's what they were taught. So when they were told, go do your father's trade, they thought it was over. Mm. I need for some of y'all to hear me tonight. Things that you thought were over because certain doors shut. I'm here to tell you that was simply a rejection to give you a redirection. I need you to hear me. When Jesus says to them, come, these were the words that they were waiting to hear their entire life. But check this out. They did something that was unearthly. They dropped what they were doing and went to follow Jesus. Please listen to me carefully right now. They did not know how much they were going to be paid. They did not know what the compensation package was. They did not know what the benefits package was. They did not know what they were even going to be doing. Jesus, look at me. He didn't promise them a position. And some of you all, watch me. Your chasing of position and money is why you can't do your assignment. Oh my God. Because, well, watch me. And I can preach this and I can teach this because I never ever chase position. I never ever chased a, 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 an income level. I never ever chased any of that. Watch me. And because I didn't chase it, it always chased me. Because I did not chase it. It never chased me. For some of you all, watch me. You got to be careful because you want God to do the supernatural. You want God to do the supernatural, but you will not do something that's unnatural, unearthly, and unreal. They dropped everything. And followed him because when they heard the words, come follow me, they said, these are the words. We've been waiting on a man of God to tell us to follow him. We've been waiting on a shepherd to say, let's go. We have been waiting for this. And the moment they got it, watch me, they dropped everything. Can I say to some of y'all, hey, y'all, in these comments, y'all stick with me. Don't go off to these other places. Stick with me or come back and watch it later. Watch me. It is so important that you understand. Watch me. That if for you to see the supernatural, you have to do something supernatural. Come on, I need you to type that on the screen. I'll do the supernatural. I will do something that makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. They do not know the compensation package. They do not know where they're going. They don't know what they're going to do. They don't know their position. They don't know their roles. And in fact, you see them fighting over who's the greatest among us. Well, who's the one closest to Jesus? Who? Watch me. They, they did something that was unnatural. They dropped what they were doing to follow. Question, question, have you actually really given God your total yes? Come on, I know this is a message preview, but let's have a little church right through here. Have you actually given God your total yes? Meaning, I can think back to when we were starting the church, 15, going on 16 years ago from scratch with nothing. And I remember it was in January. I had a dream and I knew I woke up and I woke up almost in a panic. And the Lord gave me specific instructions. And I was in a panic. I was in a panic. And, um, and I knew what I needed to do next. Fast forward. I was like, okay, God, you want to start a church? You want to start a church in Denver? Like you want me to do it here? He's like, that's exactly what I want you to do. And, um, and I got to be honest. I didn't give him my total yes. I gave him. A, watch me. I gave him a yes, comma. And that's what some people give God. And I need you to hear me. In 2022, God says, I want a yes, period, not a yes and a comma. That's a whole message. Yes, 
period. Not a yes and a comma. Because see, yes, period means it says yes. I don't need to know the details. My answer is yes. Watch me. Yes, comma is yes. But Lord, I need to know this, that, 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 whoop-de-woo, 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 that, this. God is like, mm-mm. Read your Bible. The only thing he did was say, come follow me. And their response was, yes, period. If this is what you are telling the Lord tonight, on this last Saturday, uh, uh, January 29th, 2022, I just need you to put that on the screen. Yes, with a period at the end. That's it. That's it. Lord, I don't need to know the details. Yes. I don't need to know the details. Yes. Yes. And even if it's unnatural, for some of you, let me prophesy, it's going to be unnatural to sell your house, but that's going to be the instruction. It's going to be unnatural to move, but that's going to be the instruction. It's going to be unnatural uh, uh, um, to, to, to take part in the birthing of something new. Let me talk to some of y'all. It's going to be unnatural. Oh my, but the answer must be yes. Y'all, you got to follow instruction. Yes, period. Because if you leave a yes and you don't put punctuation after the end, let me tell you what will happen. Then the enemy will come filling in. Because for some of you, if you don't put a yes, period, then the enemy will come put a comma right there. Your doubts will put a comma right there. Your fear will put a comma right there. Watch me. You'll put a semicolon right there. You're going to say yes and then start a whole new sentence, a whole new phrase, a whole new idea. It's the purpose of a semicolon. You'll put a yes and a colon. You'll put a yes and then you'll have conditions attached to your yes. Uh-uh. God says, I just want a yes, period. That's it. All right? Number one, definition of weird. Doing your assignment. Number two, supernatural. Number three, uncanny. That means strange, mysterious, mystifying, abnormal, unusual, unexpected. I'm going to give them to you again. I'm giving it to you fast because I've drilled them all month, but and I'm gonna drill them again tomorrow. But I need you, I need you to get this. If you don't remember anything else from this whole series, I need you to get this. Uncanny, that means strange. It's gonna be strange how you check your bank account. And you're like, where did this come from? It's gonna be strange how you get an email late in the midnight hour opening an opportunity. It's gonna be strange how you have energy. To fight through stuff that you used to just say, I just want to go to sleep. I just want to eat it away. I just want to drink it away. I just want to sex it away. It's going to be strange. Wow. Wow. Then it means uh, mysterious, mystifying. You're not going to be able to figure out. Abnormal, unusual, unexpected. You are the unexpected one. Um, it, 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 it. It blessed me. My pastor, when he announced what his thing with his year for his church was, um, when he announced it, um, it was amazing because when the Lord had spoke to me, it all fit because one of the definitions that or what the Lord spoke to him this year would be is in the definition of weird. God always, there's one Holy Ghost, there's one Lord, he always speaks things um, that overlap. Um, but watch me, you're the unexpected one. You're the David. Nobody expected David. Why not? Pay attention. Why not get somebody that was already in the house? I was having a meeting with somebody um, while in Atlanta. And as we were talking, they were talking about 
um, you know, different pastors and ministries. And I said, oh, great pastors and ministries. And I said, but there's still 60% of the city that's unchurched and dechurched. And I said, and beyond that, if you, Atlanta is like Rome. In Rome, Paul said, if I get to Rome, I get the kingdom. Atlanta now sets the tone for arts and entertainment, business, education, family, government, media, spirituality for the nation. Uh, it is the Hollywood of, of the East Coast and really in many ways beyond that. Netflix spent $9 billion more there than they spent in um, in Hollywood. And as he as we were talking, um, he, he talked about how somebody uh, how it would take somebody that wasn't from the city in order to change the city because you can't be anything in order to change a thing. David wasn't in the house. But yet David was the unexpected one. You got to hear me. There's some of you where you're the unexpected one. If you, if you feel like I'm talking to you right now, just do the hand with emoji. Like nobody expects you to be the one that's going to start the business because you've never done something like that. No one expects you to be the one to be serving in church because you were the one that used to talk about people for serving in church. Nobody expects you to be the one that's on fire for God because they watched you in depression and discouragement. And now you didn't, you found something, you found some bald head preacher on social media and you're like, oh my God, that's my shepherd. That's who God has called me to. And you don't even live in Denver. You don't live in Atlanta. You don't live in anywhere I've ever been, but yet you are connected and called. You got to hear it's you're the unexpected. You're the Joseph. Nobody expected Joseph to be the interruption to the dysfunction in his bloodline. Nobody expected him to be the curse breaker in his bloodline. Nobody expected that. It's a good time to be you. Nobody expected for some of you in business. You, you were not. I remember when I first got into the, the real estate finance business. Um, and I was the youngest one in the office. I was the only African-American in the office. Um, or it will, early on in the, I shouldn't say first, but early on in the real estate finance business. And within two months, in two months, I was the number one producer. I was the unexpected one. I, I, I was reading some of the charts and the rate sheets wrong. Um, I was the unexpected one. I was the unexpected one. Come on, I've already taught you about Joseph. I've, it's a good time to be you. You're the unexpected one. All right, let's move on to this next definition. Number four, zany. That means unconventional, unorthodox, surreal, crazy in left field. That's what this year is going to be for you. Um, unconventional. God's going to interrupt your conventional flow. I've begun to do things to interrupt my normal life flow. I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Because remember, for the year to be zany, you have to do some zany things. For some of y'all, you get up at the same time every day. You eat at the same time every day. You are a robot. All right? You are, you are an android. And I need you, watch me. I need you to come up out that android. All right? I'm not, I'm not talking about the phone. Um, you, you, you are this, this, this human robot thing. You got to do some zany things. Wake up earlier. All right? If you normally... Uh, eat a certain meal, change it up. You have to do something unorthodox, something unconventional. You got what I'm saying? You got to do something to break it up, to mix it up, to change it up. Abnormal, unexpected, unusual, unusual. All right. And um, surreal, uh, crazy, in left field. Somebody says, just change my work schedule. Change your house around. Your furniture, the lines in your carpet are so deep, 
If you move your furniture, you have to vacuum it a hundred times to move it. Change your house. Change your house. Change your house. Change your furniture around. Look at me. Change your hair. Now, I ain't changing mine. I don't like mine. But, you, you know, I, 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 you got other stuff you can change. You got me? If it's red, make it purple. If it's purple, make it blue. If it's blue, make it brown. Change it. Change it. Right? Why? Because if you don't get comfortable with change, change will break you. you I, I'm going to say it one more time. If you don't get comfortable with change, change will break you. And I don't need change to break you. I don't need change to, to scare you. Because some people, anything changes. I need you to be okay with that. Somebody says, I was thinking purple. Go for it. Do it. I'm just saying you got to do something different. To, to the men that are here. Men, we typically like regimen. We typically like routine. And that's good. But you're going to need to change something. All right, last definition, creepy. And creepy sounds creepy because we often think of someone that we think is creepy. Uh, but creepy in the definition of weird, it means fear or unease. You're asking yourself, is this really happening? And for everybody where you've always said things like this, th good things like that don't happen to me. It's happening for you this year. The people that have always said, I can't believe, uh, I just can't believe that would happen to me. It's going to happen this year. For those who say it's too good to be true, it's going to be too good to be true for you. It is going to be too good to be true for you. I'm going to say it again. It is going to be too good to be true for you. Um... Uh, one of the county commissioners uh, there in the Atlanta metro area, when we uh, when we met um, and we were talking, um, she's the first. Listen to this. She's the first African American county commissioner in the history. The the chair county, the lead county commissioner uh, in the entire history of the state of Georgia. She's a history maker. She's a curse breaker. Um, we began to talk. So check this out. Listen to this. Listen to this. Um, great favor with her, her entire team. Uh, but listen, so then we begin to talk. She used to live in Aurora, Colorado. You, you don't meet, you don't meet very, a, a lot of diversity um, coming up out of Aurora, Colorado. Then, then before that, by way of Memphis, Tennessee, if you know anything about me, we're in Aurora, Colorado. I was born in Aurora, raised in Memphis. We're sitting at the meeting, having a discussion with the superintendent of schools. And while we're having a super, uh, meeting with the superintendent of schools, uh, she brings up Memphis. And he's like, oh, Memphis. So then we talk. Now, I'm only using that as a small example uh, to say this. You, for some of you, the way certain things are going to align for you, it's going to be like. There's another story, too, I want to tell you, but I'll wait until I'll wait. I'll wait until we have a praise report off of that. Um, it's going to be weird, creepy. Like, is this really happening? You're going to look at your life and you're going to say, is this really happening? You're going to cross a certain financial threshold and you're going to say, is this really happening? You're going to have a certain peace in you where normally you're such a control freak trying to control everything. But you're going to be like, is this really happening? And I need you to just type these two words on the screen. It's happening. Matter of fact, let me go four words. It's happening. Make it personal for me. 
It's happening for me. It's happening for me. It is happening for me. All right, here we go. I taught you that a weird year all this month, a weird year needs weird faith. That was week one. It needs weird focus. That was week two. It needs weird favor. That was week three. It needs weird fasting. That was week four. And on Wednesday, I, I taught you that it need, uh, you need weird energy. And where we ended, um, let me give you the fast dates again one more time, though, too. Our corporate 21-day Daniel fast, um, that's Monday, February 20th. I gave you over a month in advance to prepare. Uh, Monday, February 28th through March 20th. 21-day Daniel fast. And to get the instructions, all you have to do, just go to our um, our app, our website, click to the online store and get the Healing Scriptures booklet. All right, you want to get that. And let me tell you some other just neat things in that book. One, um, it's got a bunch of scriptures that you can pray that deal with healing, emotional healing, physical healing, and different types of ailments in your body. Like if you're dealing with uh, a particular type of ailment, a particular type of sickness, a particular type of issue, it's got scriptures that you can pray specifically for that. So it's actually an amazing book. Then it's got Daniel Fast instructions and it's got a few Daniel Fast recipes in it too. So um, so that, that book is more than just Daniel Fast instructions, just so you know what it is. It's more than that. When you get it, it actually uh, helps support Harvest Missions and all of that. Um, isn't that good? Uh, that's good. Come on here. Um, so... Those are those days. So I taught you that you needed weird energy. And I began to show you, here's where we ended. Here's where we ended uh, on Wednesday. Because Jesus said in Matthew 17, 21, certain things only happen with fasting and prayer combined. Some people say you pray, but you didn't fast. Some people, you fasted, but you didn't pray. Some people, here's what happened. You didn't fast properly. So I taught you how to properly fast. Because certain people, when they fast, oh, child, I'm fasting. What you literally do is all of the results of the fast, you have now voided. And for some of y'all, you fasted and prayed before, but you didn't do it right. You voided the results because when you fasted, you wanted the attention of people. When you fasted, you wanted other people to look at you and say, ooh, look at me, I'm fasting. You wanted other people uh, to clap for you. And God, I taught you literally how to fast and how to fast properly. So it's fasting and prayer combined, but you've got to do it properly. Many times it's not that you're doing wrong. It's that you're not doing enough of what's right. It's that you're not doing enough of what's right. It's kind of like uh, when people are trying to get fit. Um, a lot of the times, come on, East Coast, uh, when people are trying to get fit, a lot of times people say, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to the gym. That's good. But if you're trying to lose fat, then watch me. It doesn't matter how much discipline you have in the gym if you cannot discipline your knife and your fork and what you put in your mouth. Because losing weight is more about what you put in your mouth than even what you do with your body. Facts. As someone who is successfully to the glory of God, now my number I think is like 120 total pounds lost um, since 2013. Um, the first 95 was done in a few months. Um, Watch me. I didn't. You want the truth? The truth is I didn't do a lot of exercise. I would go walking, you know, two, three times a week for an hour. That was it. Maybe. I lost it. It's about what I put in my mouth. And for some of y'all like, who I got to get in the gym? Baby, you ate 4,000 calories today. What we need to do is reduce them calories. Now, y'all don't like what I'm saying now. Don't hop off the live now because you don't like what I'm saying. 
I'm going to move on. 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 All right. Ooh, I got to. Ooh, I was in. I, I did 30 minutes on the treadmill. Okay. That 110 calories is half of that candy bar that you ate. So them 30 minutes you just did on the gym was half of a candy bar. I'm going to need you to just not eat the candy bar. All right, let's move on. All right, come on, let's go. Here we go. Let's move on because I already I know how the saints are. Now let's move on. Um, and I, I, we looked at this, um, what happened for Jesus to make this statement in Matthew chapter 17. And so why would Jesus make this statement? However, this time does not go out except by fasting and prayer. And we looked at what happened in Matthew 17 and 15. It says, Lord, have mercy on my son. Stop. This is a father who has authority over his son. And he's not praying for himself. Somebody says, I feel judgment. No judgment. Because let me tell y'all something. I know the struggle. I did slim fast, slim slow, hydroxy cut, cut it up, hydroxy, put water in the thing. The 24-hour miracle fast, you drink this, you lose two, 10 pounds by tomorrow. I did Susan Powder, stop the insanity, get crazy, let's get crazier. I mean, you name it. I tried it all. Um, so I know. That's why I did a whole webinar about how I did it. Because I, you know when I, you know how I got, listen to me. This is good. Listen, you want to know how I got my strategy to lose weight? It was on a 21-day Daniel fast. It was the last day of the fast. And I said, God, I need a strategy because none of this stuff is working for me. I bought every type of exercise. I had a full Bowflex in my house. Y'all remember Bowflex? I had a full bow. I had a whole room full of Bowflex, bow, Bowflex, excuse me. I had ab rollers. I had pull-up bars. I had, I had uh, bands, stretch bands. I had everything. I tried everything and nothing worked for me. And I said, eat right for your blood type. Get bloody while you eat. I tried everything. You better hear me. Everything. Everything. I would go into the, into the GNC and I would look, I would go to the weight loss section. I'd be like, let's try this today. Let's try this today. And then look, I was like, let me take some potassium pills. That'll push the water. I tried everything. You got to hear me. And none of it worked. It was on a fast. I prayed for a strategy and God gave me a strategy. And for many of you all, this fast is going to be um, your Joseph moment. Joseph was pulled out of nothing. And all of a sudden, in one moment, his life changes. For many of you, this is going to be that type of a fast for you. So um, so this is why you put fasting and prayer together. All right. Um, come on. The webinar is great. What's your testimony? What did you lose? Tell us what you lost. Let's get here. Matthew chapter 17, verse 15. Um, how did Jesus get to this statement of saying this kind? Certain things only happen with fasting and prayer combined. Fasting and prayer combined. Some of you typed that on the screen, fasting plus prayer. Fasting plus prayer, that's a weird fast. That's a weird fast. Um, this man comes to Jesus, Matthew 17, 15. He says, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic. Um, this was not this son praying this, this was the father of the son coming to Jesus. Why is this important to understand? Because when he asked Jesus, have mercy on my son, he's an epileptic. What's interesting there is one, he's, he's praying. Whenever you make an ask or request, that is prayer according to the scripture. So while he's talking to Jesus, this is actually a prayer. It's a request. It's number one. Number two, he's not praying for himself. He's praying for his son. 
Why can he pray for his son? Because he has authority over his son. And for some of you, watch me, your fasting and prayer, it's going to affect what you have authority over. It's going to affect your business. It's going to affect your employees. It's going to affect if you're a pastor, those you lead. It's going to uh, impact and affect anything you have authority over. He wasn't asking for himself. You got to hear this. He was asking for his son. Now, let's think about this practically. This was affecting uh, his family in a very, a very negative way. Just think through it practically. The Bible says that he often throws himself into the fire, into the water, which means at any moment, this young man seizes up. And on Tuesday, I went into depth about epilepsy um, and about the seizure, the seizures that can be caused um, and all of that. If you missed Tuesday's preview, go watch it. It was a whole Bible study lesson on Tuesday. Um, but he suffers severely, the man says. So he has this natural issue, and it's a weird problem because the Bible says he suffers severely. We don't know how old he is, but we see something embedded. He says, have mercy on my son. Mercy is when God blocks something negative that you do deserve, while grace is when God gives you something um, good that you do not deserve. Shalom. All right, so here's what happens. Um, uh, by the way, y'all should know, uh, I went to go uh, to the venue of where we're going to do Friday Night Fire. And when I walked in, they had all the signage and stuff, harvest and all that. And uh, they said, Shalom, Bishop. I said, come on, y'all. But they said, we've been studying how you work. We've been studying your excellence. Uh, so anyway, uh, I just thought about that. All right, here we go. Have mercy on my son, for he's an epileptic. Natural issue. He suffers severely. This is a weird problem. But he says Mercy. Mercy is implying that the man knows something he's not revealing. Because you do not ask for mercy unless you are asking for something that you know has a right to be there, not to be there. Let me see if I can make this clear. The man knows something has happened in which he does not need grace, but he needs mercy. Why is this important? Because for many of you, there are some things in 2022, you don't need grace. What you need is mercy. Is there anybody on here you need some mercy? Because what's happening, it's actually your fault. What's happening is actually because of what you did. Y'all better come on here. What's, what's happening is actually because of an action you took. You're right, people getting to study. I'm telling you. What's happening is actually something that you initiated. It's because of you. Come on, let's be real on this preview on Saturday night. What's happening is because of you. Oh, but my, but, but I'm so grateful that the Bible says that he gives us brand new mercy every day. If you need some mercy, I do not know why you're not rejoicing in the comment section right now, because all of us have done some things and made some decisions, have said some things, have not, look at me, have not given our best, yet we need mercy. Did not do our best, yet we need mercy. Shouldn't have said that, but we need mercy. Shouldn't have acted like that, but we need mercy. I need for those of us tonight that are grateful for mercy to let him know you're grateful. Because what this man is telling us is something went down and I'm not, we don't need grace, Jesus. Something happened. He's not telling us what happened. He's not telling us. Um, the scripture leads on. Remember, there was a there was a man that was blind, a young a man that was blind, and he said, 
who, uh, Jesus' disciples says, who sinned? Who sinned? Let me give you that scripture. Um, him or his parents. That's uh, John chapter nine. Who sinned? Was it him or his parents? Jesus said neither, but so that the glory of God could be revealed. What does that teach us? It teaches us, and I've taught about this in, in my book, Sins of the Fathers, and series about like curse breaker, it, it, is that the sins of the fathers visit to the third and the fourth generation. And if you look at Deuteronomy, stay with me. If you look at Deuteronomy 28, there are certain curses, which are empowerments to fail, that the Bible says have a right to visit to the third and the fourth generation predicated upon actions people take. Let me give you an example. The woman with the issue of blood. Um, that woman with the issue of blood, if you study that, and you have to get an old school Bible and study it and you'll see the cross-reference. It cross-references Leviticus. And the specific cross-reference in Leviticus says that in the event that, um, that there was improper sexual relationships, pay attention, that one of the curses that one could invite on themselves based on their own actions, hear me, was that they would have an uncontrollable flow of blood. So when you see the woman with an issue of blood, pay attention. When he heals her, when he first calls her woman, then he calls her daughter. Y'all stay with me. Why does he call her daughter? Because he was revealing that what she got was a miracle of mercy because the reason that she had her issue was because she had an identity crisis. She never felt affirmed by her father, which is why Jesus calls her daughter. And that's why she kept running to men looking for a daddy. I, I need y'all to talk to me better than y'all talking to me. I'm teaching way better than the comments are leading on. Let me back that thing up. The reason Jesus calls her daughter is because the woman got into a, a sexual relationship she never should have got into that brought on this uncontrollable flow of blood because she kept jumping from man to man looking for a daddy, looking for somebody to affirm her, looking for somebody to speak life into her. So Jesus calls her daughter and when he calls her daughter, he gives her what she never ever got. Sin is an illegitimate response to a legitimate need. But what Jesus does is he doesn't just give you mercy for the illegitimacy of the response, but he also then feels the need that created the illegitimate response in the first place. He said, you're a daughter, so stop running looking for a daddy. I can drop the mic right there. You got it? Okay. It's deep, right? So, so when we look at this guy, in Matthew, when he asks for mercy, he's leading on that there's a reason that his son is like this. There's a reason this is in the blood, that was in the bloodline. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all still with me? Anybody got lost? If you got lost, do the hand wave emoji. If you're still with me, don't do the hand wave emoji. If you got lost, I need you to do the hand wave emoji because I need you with me tonight. I need you with me tonight. When he asks for mercy, that word mercy is telling a whole lot. It's telling a whole lot right there. All right. So here we go. Um, Matthew 17, 15. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic. Natural issue. He suffers severely. Weird problem. For he often falls. This is beyond his control. And for some of you, you have issues in your life that are just beyond your control. And here's what's tripping you out. You're like, I know what needs to happen. I just can't make it happen. 
Now, do a hand wave emoji. If you have some situations going on in your life right now where you're like, I know what needs to happen. I know. This isn't complicated. This is difficult. I know what needs to happen. I just can't make it happen. I know what needs to happen, but I can't make them do right. Oh, my God. I know what needs to happen. I just can't control that. I just can't, can't control that. So here we go. It often falls into the fire and the water. So watch me. It's beyond his control. And often, watch me, which means it's become normal. There are certain things that have become normal in your life that should not be normal. It's become normal for you to have moments where you are deep in, in deep, dark places. And it shouldn't be normal. It shouldn't be normal. It's become normal for you to have emotional ups and downs. And human beings, we all have moments. But come on now. It's become normal for you to expect to struggle. The devil is a lot, a whole lot. A whole lot. It's become normal for you. you some of you make appointments with things with dysfunction. It's become normal. You know when you get home, it's going to be arguing. That's not supposed to, No. 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 Come on. I need you to get some, some aggressiveness in your voice. Say, I'm not doing that in 2022. I need you to get aggressive and say it and type it. Bishop Foreman, why do you have us type and say so much? Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Bible says, wherever two or three touch agree, touch and agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. So when you type it on the screen, that's your touching and agreeing. When you say it, that's you speaking life. We're not doing that this year. That's my, I, that's my phrase. My phrase is, I'm not doing that this year. And some folk I told, let me tell you something. I'm not doing that this year. So I'm telling you right now, if that's what you plan on doing, you plan on doing this little half put together servant, you can go. Because I'm not doing that this year. I'm not doing that this year. You can go. Not happening. It's some friends you need to say, look, if you ain't going to be all the way in, you can go. Because I'm not doing that this year. Not doing it. All right, here we go. Verse 16. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Now, the father didn't ask for healing. The father asked for his son to be cured because the father was expecting one solution. See, in his mind, Jesus, make a potion. Do something to cure him. Do something to cure him. Verse 17. Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? Now, I want you to pay attention. This young man has got a whole epileptic thing going on here. And Jesus doesn't get mad at that. Pay attention to what Jesus gets mad at. He says, you faithless and you perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. His frustration wasn't the problem. His frustration was how they handled the problem. Look at me. Look at me. Jesus is, you got to hear me. Jesus' issue, Jesus' issue was he called them faithless and perverse. And here's what I taught you on Wednesday. Faithless means you're not faithful because you're not persuaded. Question. I see all y'all talking about your servant. That's amazing. You got to do it. Come on. Got to give my all. Got to get my Somebody asked me, why do you go like you do? Like, you could really just chill out and relax. I said, I, I'm not giving him. Old school church, here's what you say. 99 and a half. Let's see who knows the rest. 
put it in the comments. Whoever gets that first, whoever types that first in the comments, the rest of that song, um, I am going to, uh, I'm going to sew a harvest shirt into your life. Whoever types that first, the rest of that song, 99 and a half blank right there. What's the rest? Come on. Nope. Got to give it up. Ah, you got the full one right there. Just won't do. All right. I'm showing a harvest shirt into you. Boom. Smooth as ice. All right. I'm showing a harvest shirt into you. All right. I know who you are. So um, we'll, we'll make that happen. All right. Bookstore manager, make that happen for her tomorrow. All right. All right, y'all got it. Y'all got it on there, but it's the first one. All right, here we go. Listen, we're almost done. Um, like you would think Jesus would be mad at, at the at, at the epilepsy. You would think Jesus would be mad at the spirit that's causing the epilepsy. He wasn't. Jesus was mad at how they handled the problem. Look at me. If God has any issue with you, let me tell you what his issue with you is. It's not your problems. It's not your mama. It's not your daddy. It's not where you live. It's not what you've been through. It's not who dropped you. It's not who rejected you. It's not who hurt you. It's not who left you. It's not what you had to go through. It's how you handled it. He says you're faithless to them. And when he says faithless, pay attention. He says you're not faithful because you're unpersuaded. He says you don't, you're not consistent because you don't really think it works. And anything that you don't think works, you won't be consistent with. I need you to type this on the screen. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. I am fully persuaded that this word works. I'm fully persuaded that God is real. I'm fully persuaded that he that has begun a good work in me shall complete it. I am fully persuaded. Second definition of faithless, it means one who rejects. This was the one that got me. I was in my restroom. I wasn't using the restroom. I'm just walking through it. And uh, I was in the restroom. And, and this thing was like, poof. One who rejects or refuses God's inbirthings of faith. One who rejects or refuses God's inbirthings of faith. Problems are permitted to produce faith. And whenever, watch me, whenever you reject your problem, you're rejecting an inbirthing of faith. God says, I'm trying to birth faith in you. And instead of being able to birth faith in you, watch me, you reject it. You reject it. What do you mean you reject it? Is that you literally complain about it. You're frustrated about it. You're mad about it. And guess what? Those are normal human emotions. But then after you do that, God says, now I need you to do something about it. How many of us can be honest that, that we've done some complaining already this year? My hand's up. My hand's up. I can put my hand up. But can I tell you where I've grown and can I tell you where you got to grow is that, watch me, I catch it, I catch it and I kill it much faster. I catch it and I kill it much faster. Come on. I need to type that on the screen. Catch it and kill it. That's what the Bible says. Take every thought captive, bring it into subjection and obedience to Christ. I catch it and I kill it. Yes, I've done so good, but I catch it and I kill it now. I mean, literally one thought process can go like for two minutes, go one direction. And then the next minute I'm in full, full prayer and full shouting. Right. He says, you're rejecting and you refuse. I'm trying to literally birth faith in you. And all you're doing is complaining. And look at the second definition. Remember he said, or excuse me, the second word he said faithful and perverse. He says, you're a pervert. Now when we think of the word pervert, your mind may go to a certain place, but here's what it means in the scripture. 
it means you misinterpret your problem. You misinterpret your problem. Um, most people misinterpret problems as stop. When many times the problem is really go. Wow. Many times people misinterpret. They misinterpret problems. Jesus guys misinterpreted this. And for some of y'all, you misinterpret difficulty as quit. You misinterpret difficulty as quit. If I, if I had interpreted difficulty in my ministry journey, good God almighty, it would have been over before it started. The things, oh my God, that you deal with and I have dealt with in this seat and in any seat, to be honest, that I've had in ministry. Um, if I interpreted difficult as, as quit, that it never would have got started. Many times you interpret difficulties with people as I'm just going to quit because I, I, me and this person are having issues. No, look at me. If they're not why you started, why would they be why you quit? Can I get you that? to think about that? Things that make you go, hmm. If they're not why you started, why would they be why you quit? If they are not who called you, then why would you let them hang the phone up? You didn't call me in the first place. How are you going to make me hang the phone up? I need y'all to catch the humor in that, but also catch the reality of that. You did not call me, so you don't get to hang up on me. You didn't. You didn't. You did not. Hey, come on, we got to go. I'm almost, oh, my goodness. We got to go, y'all. Okay, here we go. Um... Jesus calls them faithless perverts. He says, y'all misinterpret problems. You literally misinterpret God. He said, I set this whole thing up to try to birth faith in y'all, and you misinterpreted it. You misinterpreted it. So here we go. We're, let's wrap up. Verse 18, and Jesus rebuked the demon. It was a natural issue, but it had a spiritual source. And here's what I said in Wednesday. And if you missed Wednesday's message, please go back. Even if you were there or you watched it online, go back and watch. Guys, when I preach, I'm giving you a lot of meat and potatoes and bread and appetizers and lobster tail and 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 and, and salmon and steak. You're getting a whole lot. So you cannot, and I'm not saying this for any self-aggrandizement, but you cannot listen to a Bishop Foreman message once and say, I got it. You can't. You may have gotten a lot of it, but you're gonna have to go back through it. And, 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 and get all of what's in there, all right? Someone said, and veggies, that's true. There you go, you got veggies too, all right? Here we go. Um, and Jesus rebuked the demon, <laughs> right? right. These are high calorie messages, right? But they're good calories. Um, and Jesus rebuked the demon. Natural issue, but a spiritual source. Look at me. Um, most of your issues, I, I gotta say this. Most of your issues, it's the same spirit that you have never, ever dealt with. Whoa. I'm going to say it again. Most of your issues, it is the same spirit you have just never dealt with it. It's the same spirit behind it every time. You've just never dealt with it. So it jumps bodies. It jumps situations. It jumps jobs. 
It jumps churches. It jumps people. It, it jumps, but it's the same spirit that's behind the issue. That's what the Bible says. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. I had to ask myself the other day. I said, what is that? I said, what is that? Because I noticed, I noticed a pattern. And when I noticed that pattern, I said, what is that? What is that? So don't worry about it. What is that? And for some of y'all, it's the same spirit. It's the same thing you've dealt with since you were a little girl, since you were a little boy. You just have never confronted it. What you learn is you learn how to do what this man did with his son. But whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what you learn how to do? You learn how to suffer severely. You learn how to suffer. You learn how to live with it. This year, 2022, watch me. You're not living with it. You're, you're going to live without it. You're going to live without it. It's the same thing. Over and over and over and over. You keep jumping to new relationships. This is going to be different. No, it ain't, boo, because that spirit came with you. It came with you. It came with you. I was literally um, uh, pouring into someone the other day, and I was pouring into them. We were talking about how I, I said, right, I said, you just, you, you, you know, you're attracted to projects, like projects. If they don't, if they don't have, if they don't need major renovation or reconstruction, you, 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 you don't, you're not attracted to that. I said, but here's the source. The source of that is, watch me, is you like to feel needed. Here's the source of that is you never felt needed. Here's the source of that. You're insecure. I said, the spirit, the root spirit here that we're dealing with is an insecurity because you fear rejection from what you think doesn't need you. I'll let that be. I got to go. I got to go. Jesus rebuked the demon. Natural issue, spiritual source. A lot of your natural issues have spiritual sources. And in 2022, you are going to deal with it. And it came out of him. And he was cured from that very hour. The disciple says to Jesus privately, why couldn't we do it? We prayed, nothing happened. We tried and failed. It's not working. Jesus said to them, um, he says, because of your unbelief, surely I said you have faith as a mustard seed. You'll say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. And here's what I taught you on Wednesday. That most times we, we think, we, we, if you've read the scripture before, you thought that Jesus was pointing to a mountain. But a mountain is a metaphor for a difficult problem. So when he says, tell it to move from here, he was saying, tell it to move from in you to out of you. Tell it to move from in you to out of you. And it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. You got to hear. How do you know that he was talking about the mountain in them? Because he says that nothing will be impossible for you. He makes it very clear. The mountain is not out there. The mountain's in you. The difficult problem is in you. Y'all got to hear that. So I taught you, when you combine weird faith, weird focus, weird favor, weird fasting, you get weird energy. And this is where you're at this year. Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him that is able to do super abundantly. That's weird. More than all we dare ask or think according to his power that is at work within us. Now, the word energy is energeo, which means doing. He says, I'll know what's in you based on what you do. 
I'll know the energy you're moving with based on what you do. I pray God put you around some people that have a weird energy. That when you get around them, all of a sudden you, you rise up. All of a sudden you step up. Listen, I got to go because I've been in an hour. We got to go. Tomorrow's message is called Weird Giver. And this is going to be so good um, because we're going we're gonna to take that weird energy. We're going to transfer it. And I want to show you some things that you've never, ever seen. Listen, your next 12 months are going to be your best financial 12 months. I literally have set you up all this month. Weird faith, weird focus, weird favor, weird fasting, weird energy. And tomorrow, weird giver. Um, this is going to be your best financial year yet. I'm telling you, um, but it's going to be bigger than money. You got to hear me. It's going to be way bigger than money. It's going to be way bigger than money because for some of you, you're going to be your own bank. For some of you, you're going to be, you're going to be a, a bank for other people. It, it, it dawned on me. Um, I probably, I don't need to tell all my business, um, but we were working on a business deal and I was working on this business deal. And as we were working on this business deal, um, they, they said, and, it, and to be honest, it just dawned on me right now. They said, well, um, how do I want to say this? Um, they were saying, well, we don't actually need to go to the bank. We can go to you. The Bible says he makes us lenders Woo! and not borrowers. I need you to just stop doing on the screen. I'm the lender, not a bar. Um, tomorrow, let me teach you what God wants to do in you and through you. It's bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. But I need you to know this year, God's going to require some weird seed from you. He's going to require some weird seed from you. Not just financial. That's part of it. But there's going to be some weird seed from you. Some sowing you're going to do. Some of your, some of your sowing is going to be doing for people what they're never going to be able to repay you for. And God doesn't want them to repay you because he's going to repay you another way. Wow. Tonight, we got to go. If you're on and you are not a Christian, this is your moment to give your life to the Lord. All I need you to do, on the count of three, do that hand. I left the gym early. Didn't even finish my double. I got to get up early in the morning before church to finish my double. Just to be on this preview with you tonight. I need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord. Or be sure. Um, I need for you, on the count of three, do that hand with the emoji or say it's me. Uh, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. One, two, three. Go right now. Respond right now. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. If that's you, do that hand with the emoji or say it's me. Do that hand with the emoji or say it's me. Come on, Nina. Nina said I needed this tonight. To God be the glory. All right. Listen, if this blessed you tonight, be a blessing to what blesses you. How do you bless? Um, you sow. How do you sow? You can use the badges right there uh, on Instagram. Click that button and you can sow. You can use Cash App, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, and Given. All of that's available. The email for that is hello at harvestchurch.church. All right. Always bless what blesses you. Always bless what blesses you. To God be the glory, y'all. Just thank you for cutting your gym short. Yeah, I sure did. I said, dang it. I said, maybe I'll just have them use this, but then I can't, I can't, me, I know some people can work out and type and, and, and talk at the same time. I can't do that. 
It's too much. It's too much. It's too much for me. Amen. Listen, everybody pray this to me real quick. I didn't see any hands, but many people watch on the replay and they will put their hand up later. I want everybody to pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess in my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace, Lord, to run this race in Jesus' name. Amen. Just pray that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord or you're now sure. That's what I need you to do. Simply text the word decision to 877-552-4746. 877-552-4746. I love you. I pray you all have an amazing night. Congrats to our shirt winner tonight um, for knowing the rest of that song. Um, I pray you all have an amazing night. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 9.15, 11.15 a.m. Mountain Time, 11.15, 1.15 Eastern Time. It's going to be amazing. Do me a favor. Share this in your story when we get done. Uh, tell people about it. Um, I'm excited about what God's going to do tomorrow. I'm expecting. I'm expecting. And I pray that you are expecting tomorrow also. All right? I'll see you tomorrow. Shalom, everybody. Have a good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.